Ladies and gentlemen, pimps and hoes, welcome to the Luke Cartman Show. I'm Luke Cartman, a.k.a. Lamborghini Luke, a.k.a. The Madman. It's good to be here with you all. It is a beautiful day here in the United Kingdom, which I was just thinking about this. There's nothing United or Kingdom-like about this place. What are we talking about here? No one has shown up on horseback, wielding a sword, burning down villages. It's full of drunks and homeless people shitting on the streets with a couple fish and chip shops sprinkled around it. There is nothing kingdom-like about this place. And yes, there's a couple of castles and we have a queen and a royal family, which, you know, imagine being so powerful that you have your face on money. I was just thinking about this. That is inspiring to me. I want my face on money. I gotta be honest. Let's create some one pound and two pound notes because let's be real, we still have coins over here. We have gold, silver, and copper coins. This is not the 1800s. Let's step it up a bit. Let's get futuristic. So if I have two gold coins to trade you for that gold, or I only have five pieces of silver to pay my rent, I can't afford it. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, we have five pound notes, 10, 20, and 50s. Why can't we get some one and twos in there? Let's do it. Maybe, you know, I should start my own currency, maybe. Get into crypto, call it court coin, and put my face on that somehow. I don't really know how the crypto world works, but it seems to be going well for a lot of people who know what they're doing, to be honest. So who knows? Maybe I should start my own currency somehow. You know, maybe I can create, you know, an artwork with me on money and sell that as an NFT, a non-fungible token, you know? How crazy are they? People are making some serious money with NFTs and cryptos, you know? As Lamborghini Luke, I have to keep up to date with the world of money because, you know, I am all about the money. Even though no one is currently paying me, these companies will not endorse me. So I have to take it upon myself to create my own money. So maybe I will do that. I will create a currency. I will create an NFT with me on money. These are things to think about. You know, but what was my point before that? Uh, it's just crazy. The, like, what, like this place is a kingdom, apparently. It couldn't be further away from it, to be honest with you. Like, you know, it's, I'm starting to realize that the people who like ruled the United Kingdom like 100, 200 plus years ago, they're still the same people who rule it today, except for in today's world, they wear suits. You know, they still steal everyone's money. They still eat at big tables, throwing food around. They still steal your wives. Because we are peasants to them. So the dynamic still exists. The kings and queens and the rulers sit at the head of the table while the peasants crawl for food. How crazy is that? We live in a movie, people. For real, when you look at history and like where we are today, how bizarre is it? The world is changing rapidly. I believe we're in the apocalypse. And I give you an example. 
I always go into work the other day, trying to pay my bills, do the right thing as a young man. Yes, I'm still technically a peasant because I have to work for someone else in a factory to make money so I can pay my rent and my bills. Doing the right thing. I was walking to work, five o'clock in the morning, minding my own business, it's dark outside. I'm listening to music, getting myself pumped up for the shit I have to endure for the next eight hours. I hope you like that word endure, it's very nice. Rolls off the tongue. And I was walking, and next thing you know, a wild horse pulls up next to me. This is a true story. I was just walking. I looked to my right and there's a wild horse there walking right next to me. He was probably going to work also. And you know what, guys? I got scared. A wild horse. Unbelievable. So maybe this is still kind of a kingdom. You could just be minding your business one day and a horse will pull up next to you. I shit myself. I got nervous. I don't know what that horse is capable of. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's an apparition, if it's an illusion, if it's a ghost. If this horse died in the 1800s and I was come back to tell me a message at five in the morning. So I sped up. I started walking fast. And luckily enough, it didn't attack me. Because that would have been bad, but make no mistake, it would have been a good story for the podcast. If I got into a duel with a horse, I guess why I'd probably lose, but who knows? I weigh 164 right now. I've dropped a lot of body fat. I do push-ups. I drink protein shakes. I do ab blasting routines. I'm also doing diaphragm breathing, which is an ancient yogi technique. So who knows? Maybe man-to-horse combat. I would have won that, but I didn't want to take the chance. It was wild. Unbelievable. You know, where was I going with that? Um, I'm a little, I'm a little drunk right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I won't lie. Um, I just like drinking out of red cups. You know, I could put water in it. I could put coffee, but I decided to put alcohol into this red cup. You know, what can you do? And I'm not going to shout out the company, the brand, whose alcohol is in this cup because they don't deserve it. When they start paying me, when they start putting some zeros in my bank account, then I will start shouting them out. But until then, they don't deserve it. To be fair, no company deserves a shout out on the Luke Cartman show, your favorite podcast, comedy podcast. Hit that subscribe button, will you? Will you do me that favor? Seeing as you won't give me your rent money, to support me, seeing as you won't miss your electricity bill this month and pay it to me. Hit that subscribe button. It's the least you can do. And also listen to the audio version of this podcast. You basically get two different versions of this show from when you listen to it and when you watch it. Two completely different experiences, all free. All at your fingertips, whenever you want to access it. I don't charge you for this podcast, but I'm going to start doing it. Whatever you pay for rent, I'm going to charge you the whole number. You know what I mean? Also, I created a, a new intro uh, for the podcast. 
like a new intro video and an outro video. And I'm really happy with how they turned out. It took a long ass time to make them, to be honest. But uh, I always want to improve this show in any way that I can. And I've had the same intro video uh, for a while now. And it was just time to change it. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I hope everyone else enjoyed it too. You know, I'm. Uh, there's going to be some big things coming with this show very soon. I'm going to be investing a lot more money into this podcast, even though I don't have the money. I, I believe in this show and I believe in what I'm doing here and it's worth investing more time, more energy and money into this show. Uh, I love doing this show. It's great. I, it really is just coming on here and just talking, you know, doing bits, making some jokes you know, the Lamborghini Luke stuff and the Madman stuff. It's just, it's so fun, guys. You know, so. Ah, that is a tasty beer. I gotta be honest. I had a, I had a very weird thing happen to me the other day. And it's happened a few times in my life uh, where you get like sleep paralysis. And you get like, you know, if anyone doesn't know what sleep paralysis is, it's like, you're in the place between being asleep and being awake. And you kind of have like these hallucinations and they are scary as fuck. And that happened to me the other day, you know? And I'm starting to realize why people think ghosts are real, but they're wrong. I technically experienced what that is the other night. And I still know that they're not real. I'm not convinced. I was just laying there. Then the next thing you know, I'm being like held down. And in this, I'm thinking to myself, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I'm also thinking, breathe, diaphragm, breathe, where you do it all through your diaphragm. So I'm like, like that, you just do it all through your diaphragm. I was conscious enough. I still wanted to work out in my dreams when I was hallucinating, when I was in sleep paralysis mode. I still wanted to exercise. I was being held down. Then the next thing you know, I can feel someone laying next to me. And then I hear laughing and my quilt gets slowly pulled off me. I was shitting myself. These nightmares are no joke. And then after that, I was like teleported, so to speak, into like a desert. And there was like a saloon right next to me. And then I was just walking. I looked at it. Then I got like pushed into a wall that was right next to it. And I could feel like being pushed into it and being hurt. It was insane. I woke up sweating. I was like, Jesus, I had to drink water and take a second. I had to gather my thoughts. I was scared to go back to sleep because of that. Who knows? Maybe it's all the shit that I've talked about ghosts on this show. Maybe they come back to bite me. But make no mistake, they're still not real. As scary as it is, it's not real. And yes, I was terrified. It's happened a few times where I've had those and you wake up like, what the fuck? You know? Um, I want to do something special here. And I would like to get into one of my favorite segments on this show. One of your favorite segments on this show. Everyone's favorite segment on this show. It is questions from the internet. Question number one. Do you get along with your family? 
Um, I get along with about 10% of my family, which I love dearly. Uh, but the other 90%, to be honest, I wish Elon Musk would put them on a spaceship and shoot them into space. For real. I hope Elon would just attach them to a rocket, shoot them right into orbit, land them on Mars. Elon wants to put people on Mars. Take my family. Would you please, Elon? So uh, I feel like I've answered this question before. But um, yeah, I get along with some of them, but most of them, I just, I really do wish Elon would just attach them right to that rocket or shoot them right into orbit. Get them out of my way, you know? So yeah, I guess, I guess I get along with them. <laughs> uh, next question. If heaven exists, what would you and God talk about when you arrive? Oh, that's a great question. If heaven exists, what would you and God talk about when you arrive? Well, first of all, I have to, I have to get to heaven. You know, I've said some wild stuff on this podcast that might not get me into heaven, you know. But if I do arrive at those pearly gates, what would we have a conversation about? Um, well, first of all, I would ask you why he gave me such a bad hairline. Why he dealt me that hand? My God, why would you do that to me? How dare you? I have to shave my head now. And granted, it looks better, but, you know, sort me out here. Um, I would probably ask him about Bitcoin, what he thinks, what are the current trends? You know, is he, would he recommend that I shouldn't have invested in Bitcoin or Ethereum? What should I have got involved in? Because obviously, if I'm in heaven, I can't invest in stocks and cryptocurrency at all. So I probably ask him what's going on there. You know, who assassinated JFK? Who's responsible for 9-11? You know, how were the pyramids built? All questions like that. Like, I don't know. It would be interesting to have a conversation with God. I wonder what he would say to me, to be honest. Like, I would ask him all those things. What would God say to me? Um, what would he say to me? If God was real, he'd be like, do you know what? You went for it. Besides, you're receding hairline. You went for it. You grabbed life by the balls. You became Lamborghini Luke and the madman and talked about money. Um, it's like, you're lucky I'm letting you in here for all the things you've said. The blasphemy. You're lucky you're in here. You know? But I that's a really good question, actually. And I think I'm going to revisit some form of that question in a future episode. That's a really good uh, premise, to be honest. And I might even, might even write, might even write for that, like to put in stand-up. That's actually a really good premise. If I was having a conversation with God, what would that be like? That's really good. But uh, next question. How old would you want to live to? Oh, how old do I want to live to? Um... Depends how my life is going, I suppose. Like, if your life is just bad, you want to get out of there quickly as possible. But if your life's going great, I don't know. Maybe with how the world is going and technology, maybe we'll be able to live to like 200, which who knows if we really want that. Who knows what the world's going to look like in 200 years. But, you know, and that's the thing too. Like, do you see like really old people and, you know, they do things like they'll go for a bungee jump or, 
you know, jump out of a plane or do these wild things when they're older. That's not, that's not because they want to try something new. They're like, oh, well, I'm 85 now. Let's get some things off the bucket list. Let's finally get it together. They do things like that because they want to get the fuck out of here. They're like, listen, my time's over. Let me do a bungee jump and see if that works. Hopefully the rope will snap. That's how they feel. Old people, old people are bored. If you haven't got money and you're old, you're bored. Let's be honest. They fucked you over on a pension. You've worked most of your life. Life ain't good. You sit there and watch bad TV all day. You know, which I have noticed, by the way, they're like, old people, they watch, old people love TV shows where people are getting arrested. I've noticed that. They love like traffic cops where they're like, oh, this person's speeding. A cop pulls them over and arrests them. They find weed in the car. And like, they sit there with a smile on their face. Or if like a house is being raided, like they just love those like crime shows of people getting arrested. Like a house is getting kicked down. You know, they arrest about five people. They found machetes. They found drugs. They found rolls of cash. And they sit there and they smile and they rejoice that these people are getting arrested. Or they'll watch shows of like, you know, about police dogs. And it's just about this police dog's life. They sit there and consume the fuck out of it. They watch terrible TV. It's still the 1940s in their mind. They don't know about Netflix and, you know, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and these new TV shows, these cultural shows. They don't know nothing about that. They want to sit there and watch Bargain Hunt. They want to see people making some money off a shit ornament they bought on the cheap at a car boot sale. You know, they want to sit there. They just want to sit there and watch the world burn. That's what boomers do. They contributed to the world burning. And now they want to sit back with their cup of tea and their biscuits and just watch it burn. Watch it burn to the ground. And I respect that. Create carnage and watch the carnage unfold. Develop chaos and watch the chaos run amok. They really do. I've noticed that from being around, you know, older people. They just, they sit there and they just love it. You know, it's crazy the stuff they consume. I'm trying to think whatever type of shows they consume. It's mostly like police shows and people getting arrested and people solving mysteries. And, you know, they'll watch shows on like, how a ship is being built. No one cares. How about you watch how artificial intelligence is being built? How about you watch the new video that Elon Musk put out where he's put a Neuralink brain chip into a monkey and now that monkey can play ping pong with its mind? They're not interested in that. They're not interested in developments on any fucking level. They don't like technology. They hate phones. They hate computers. They don't engage with social media and the internet. Like, oh, I don't understand that. They still use satellite radios. They still have phones with a cord around it. They still have a landline. They don't know about Facebook. 
They don't know about the atrocities that go on Facebook. Well, some of them do because some of them are on it and they're making some noise. They don't know about Instagram. They don't know about Twitter. They don't know about the corruption that goes on in the government. They don't know about a lot of this stuff. They get their information from one of two places, either the news, whether it be like the BBC News or like ITV News, and the newspaper. A lot of them still read the newspaper. That is their, like when you go on social media, you have like a homepage and you scroll down. That is, the newspaper is that to them. And a lot of them don't even take the stuff in there serious. They just like, they just, just look at it. It's like fucking hell. It's like, it's weird, especially when you're around someone. Like I'm only 27. So when I'm around someone, there's like a 50 year gap, 60 year gap age difference. It's like, it's so vastly different. The experiences we've had are so different. You know, it is, it's really bizarre. They're almost like a different species in a way, to be honest. So, excuse me, this beer is lovely. Uh, so how old would I want to live to? Um, to be honest, it really depends on how the next few years go, how society goes, you know. Is COVID still going to be here? Is it going to be a 15th wave? You know, how many more vaccines are going to be out? What's the vaccine passport, the COVID passport saying? You know, what is the world going to look like? You know, society is probably done, to be honest with you. I don't really see a way out of it. So it really depends on how far we go from here. What are the next five years going to look like? Maybe then I'll answer that question again, because at the moment, they ain't looking good. So I don't, honestly, I don't know what, how old I want to live to, to be honest. Maybe if you put an artificial, maybe if I became artificial intelligence, which that's another crazy thing, to be honest. I never really thought about it in this way, but it's like, yeah, like, Artificial intelligence is great and us becoming with that and like merging it, like maybe getting half a robot. That is great. The idea of it is great. But like, isn't it a bit weird that these tech companies, like they want our bodies. They want to turn us into something else. That's quite nuts, to be honest, if you think about it. Like, why do they want ownership over our bodies as well? They already have our minds to an extent. Let's be honest, they do control, like the puppeteers, they do control our lives in quite a big way, to be honest. You know, we're just a part of the game, of the society game, but that is quite nuts. They want ownership of our bodies and to change us into something else. Quite weird, this world that we live in, you know, on this planet we call Earth. You know, so I don't know how old I want to live to. Uh, next question. Why does society place such a high value on beauty? Um... Why does society place such a high value on it? Well, society places such a high value on it because these companies want a high value put on it so they make some money. Let's be real. The square root of all this shit, guys, is money. Make no mistake. And I respect that. I am all about money. The square root of Lamborghini. Luke is money. That's a great quote that I just came up with in the moment. The square root of Lamborghini Luke is money. You know, think of like, try to think of an example here. Think about the Kardashians. We're like, 
what they did to them, the Botox, the ass implants, all these different things. That is like shaped culture to make girls want to do that stuff to themselves. And they do it. You know, girls in like their 20s now, they're trying to look like a Kardashian. They just are. That's like, that's who they look up to now. You know, so society places such a high value on it uh, because obviously, you know, something that's beautiful is better to look at than something there isn't. That's just a fact. We could be like, oh, but it's what's on the inside. No, it isn't. It's not about what's on the inside. It's about what's on the outside makes you interested on what's on the inside. So yeah, society places such a high value on beauty because there's money to be made. You know, if society placed a high value on, you know, ugly, then guess what? Everyone would be trying to be ugly and they, they would be selling you products that make you uglier. They control the narrative, people. And I'm here to tell you that I'm here to deliver the truth to you. They want to make money off you. That's all it is. That's why when you go on social media, you see ads that are all specialized to you because they want to sell you something. But I'm not trying to sell you anything. This podcast sells itself. Believe it or not, I am on your side, people. It doesn't seem like it, but I am. I'm just here being honest with you. Um, so yeah, I think that um, answered that question. Uh, next question. If you could trade places with anyone in the world, who would it be? Uh, wow, that's a great question. If I could trade places with anyone in the world, who would it be? Um, wow. I tell you what, I wouldn't mind having Jeff Bezos on his bank account. He's a trillionaire and he's a fellow baldy. Um, who would I trade places with? That's such a great question. I feel like there's a lot of people that I would. Because let's be honest, I'm not in a great position here. So anyone who's like a millionaire got to figure it out and just live in life to the fullest, you know. You know, but I, I remember when I was younger, I used to watch like TV and stuff like that. One of my favorite shows was Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen, you know, whose character was Charlie Harper. You know, he lived in a mansion in Malibu, you know, was just drinking all the time and loads of women and I just living life, having a good time. When I was a young man watching that, I aspired to be that. That was who I wanted to be when I was younger. I wanted to be Charlie Harper, live in a mansion, have women all the time, play songs, get drunk all the time. And being drunk when you're rich is much better. Being an alcoholic when you're rich is much better. The world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. You can push TVs out your window and it don't matter because you're going to afford a new one. You can put a sledgehammer through your Porsche 911 if you wanted to. And it's cool. But when you're poor and you're an alcoholic, you know, you have to fight people to get three pounds together so you can buy a bottle of cider so we can burn your insides and literally sizzle your brain. You know, so if I could trade places with anyone in the world, it would be someone with millions and millions of pounds, uh, just a great life, you know. Maybe it would be like a UFC champion or something like that, just because of that life, you know, training all the time, going to fight, being a millionaire and stuff like that. Basically, just anyone with money, you know. I want their lives, and that's what I'm working towards, you know. So next question, do you prefer the city or the country? 
Uh, do I prefer the city or the country? Well, I live in a city. I've lived in a city my whole life. And to be honest, I'm a bit, I'm a bit fucking fed up about it. There's too much going on. I would rather live in a country because at least in a country, people are not talking about TikTok and crypto and society's crumbling and Boris Johnson done this and Mark Drakeford done this and lockdown and all that shit. It's just out there in nature, in the world. Instead of being surrounded by skyscrapers where people are robbing your money, they're figuring out how to take all your money from you. And it's busy. And you have to stand next to people who smell. You know, the city is an acquired taste, to be honest with you. It's just, it's too busy. You know, I live going up in the Welsh Valleys, places like that, where like these like small towns or really even really, really small cities. And it's like, you go out your door and there's like a hill right there that is green everywhere. And you can go and walk around it if you want to. Whereas in the city, what is surrounded by me is bums, homeless people begging for change, loud neighbors. And granted, good thing about living in a city not far from where I am is that there's mansions. And I love that. I love being surrounded by mansions. Even though I live in an apartment complex, it is good to be surrounded by mansions. And granted, there are mansions in the countryside. But I don't know, but I don't really know where I was going with that there. <laughs> oh, this beer is so tasty. Um, so do I prefer the city or the country? Uh, I would say I prefer the country. When I get the cash, I'll definitely have a home in uh, the Welsh countryside. There's some really nice homes you can get and just, you know, I think as well, when you've lived in the city your whole life, you do kind of crave it. You kind of crave the country and nature and being around it. Like you crave kind of being a, by a beach, being by the ocean. You crave like going to like these big forests and just being around that environment because it reminds you that you are a human and life ain't all skyscrapers and rainbows. It does kind of remind you of that, you know? So yeah, I would say I prefer the country. Uh, next question. Would you ever start a relationship with someone who is still living with an ex for financial reasons? Oh, you mean stealing their money? And you know what? I respect it. But would I start a relationship with someone who is still living with an ex for financial reasons? You mean gold digging? It depends how big are those financial reasons? How much money are we talking about? That I would feel a bit more comfortable with doing that. If I was going to start a relationship with a chick, you know, and she's like making millions, then maybe I would let it go if she was still living with him. You know, as long as there's no fucking, you know, but I don't know. There's millions on the line here. These are tough questions. Um, would I ever start a relationship with someone who's still living with an ex for financial reasons? I respect the move. What can you say? Probably. And no one get any ideas out there. If there's someone out there thinking about getting into a relationship with me and you'll still live with an, ex, with an ex for financial reasons, you know, I don't know. Apply within. <laughs> well, yeah, that's wild. Uh, next question. 
Can you handle the truth? I can handle the truth. Can you handle the truth? Because let's be very real here. Most people can't handle the truth. I say the truth a bit too much, to be honest with people. I'm a bit too honest. And I believe in honesty, but sometimes I can be a bit brutal because I tell people how I really feel about them. People come up to me and try and tell me their shit stories and about their problems. And I don't care. And I let them know that I don't care. And most people feel that way, but they won't say it to them because they want to be liked by people. Fuck that. It's better when people don't like you. At least you stand for something. You know? So yes, I can handle the truth. I come on this podcast every week and show the truth. You know what I mean? And also, you should lie. Lying is good. You really should. It's underrated lying. As long as the lies are not too bad and to the people you love, but lie to strangers. Who gives a fuck? There might be someone who listens to this podcast who I don't know. And I lie and say, yeah, I'm a millionaire. I'm this and that. Who cares? It's fun. Lying is fun. I had a great quote once. I think it might have been from Chael Sonnen, the former UFC fighter, was never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And amen to that. And I hope God heard me say, there's guys drilling outside. Edit that out. That noise, these fucking people. I'm in the middle of something here. As I was saying, Chael Sonnen said, they should never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And amen to that. And I hope God heard me say amen. Maybe that gets me into heaven so we can have a conversation about Bitcoin. You know? Next question. And the final question from the internet. Ever had a drunken night in Vegas? No. I've never been to Vegas, never been to America. But make no mistake, I am working towards having a drunk night in Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. I would love to go to Vegas to get like, get tickets to a big UFC event, go there, watch the UFC, you know, get fucked up, get some hookers, some professionals, get a nice hotel room, maybe a penthouse, a really nice suite, you know, and just live it up. Go to the casino, shake the dice, throw it, casino style, maybe play some blackjack, play some roulette, which I am, Really good at roulette. Let's be very honest here. I am really good at it. And I had to stop. I got so good at it because it was becoming a problem. That's the thing, guys. I'm a winner. Whether it be roulette, life, anything, fitness, I am a winner. <laughs> but um, no, I have not had a drunken night in Vegas. But I would love to. I would really love to. Maybe it would be hangover style and I end up on a roof and my friends go through all these trials and tribulations to try and find me. Who knows? But uh, it, it sounds like a fun idea. Just going to Vegas. It really does. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And that was questions from the internet. Ah, and nextly, nextly, is that even a word to edit that out? Uh, I would like to give some shout outs on this show. Uh, I would like to give a shout out too. 
Elon Musk sending a rocket into space. Can you please put my family on it? Uh, Paris Hilton's DJ career. Who saw that coming? The Carlton Banks dance. Charlie Sheen's tiger blood. Kim Kardashian's bank account. Mr. Potato Head, RIP. That blueberry muffin that I ate one time. Shaquille O'Neal paying off a man's engagement ring debt because he wants to make people smile. Floyd Mayweather's fake hair and beard. My ex-girlfriend. And that one time I got hit in the head with a cheesecake. Shout out to everyone involved there. You know, Elon Musk, you've got to be cut out a check for me soon. You're a trillionaire. I'll take the Neuralink chip. Just give it to me. Enough. I probably need it, to be honest. And so do my fan base. I know a lot of people I could sling that Neuralink chip to if you want to sponsor the show, Elon. When you smoked a joint on the Joe Rogan experience, I supported that move. I know investors left your company. You got some stick for it, but I didn't give you stick for it. And that should be respected. You know. Who else is on that list? Paris Hilton. She became a DJ. How wild is that? You know, I remember Paris Hilton back in the day. You know, she was just like a rich bitch. She had a sex tape, which by the way, in the times where if you had a sex tape, it would make you. You would get a career off a sex tape. Whereas now, they put you in the streets and they burn you publicly. You're cancelled forever if you have a sex tape in these days. You know, and I'm pretty sure that like Kim Kardashian was Paris Hilton's assistant. You know, a long way they've come. Kim Kardashian is now a billionaire and Paris Hilton's fucking DJing. Probably the easiest thing to do DJing. And I should know I was doing it for a little bit. Well, not doing it, but I was learning how to do it. Who saw that coming? Paris Hilton being a DJ. And the hotels are working out for you, Paris. Your first name's Paris. You're named after the city. And you're DJing? The disrespect. You know. Who else? <laughs> Carlton Banks. Now listen, that dance that Carlton used to do was to Tom Jones, a famous Welsh singer. Now for that fact alone, you should pay me. And I know I'm not Tom Jones, but I am Welsh. And I've seen the house you live in, Carlton Banks. That is a nice Bel Air mansion. You can afford to pay me. Well, the new sponsor this show with your dance. How about you come on as a guest and we'll do the dance together? Whatever you want to do, Carlton, your last name is Banks. You can't be poor and have a last name, Banks. You know. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. This is a great, by the way, what a legend. Shaquille O'Neal, a Lakers legend, great basketball player. And he recently paid off a man's engagement ring debt just because he wanted to make someone smile. How great is that? You know, what a, what a great gesture. What a great thing to do. You've done your good deed for the day, Shaq. And guess what? I know you want to make people smile, but how about you make me smile? Why don't you buy me a Lamborghini, Shaq? If you're really serious about making people smile, would you do that for me? Maybe float me a couple million and I'll pay you back when I make it. Buy me a Lamborghini Aventador. Make me smile. I need to smile, Shaq. 
can you please do that for me? You paid off a guy's engagement ring debt. Now, I'm not getting engaged, and I don't have a debt like that. But I'm a young man, a young comedian, a young podcaster trying to make it in the world who just wants a Lamborghini. Is that too much to ask, Shaq? Who else? My ex-girlfriend. Well, you all know she doesn't have money, so this doesn't apply to her. Floyd Mayweather, listen. He's rich as shit. I don't know how much he's worth, but it's a lot of money. You know, I could be the greatest defensive boxer of all time. And he recently spent the money to get a fake hair. A fake hairline, which I respect because I need that. And he got a fake beard. That's not cheap. He drives Bugattis. He takes pictures with like millions of pounds next to him, which I respect. And maybe that would be the person I would like to trade lives with. The amount of money that guy has. He figured it out and is killing it. Floyd, pay me. I know I was rooting against you when you fought Conor McGregor. I wanted Conor to win. I support Conor McGregor. But Floyd, you know, help me out. I need the cash. These companies are not floating me nothing. You know what I mean here? You know, uh, speaking about boxing, I'm pretty sure very soon, Jake Paul and Ben Askren are fighting in a boxing match. And, you know, there was the press conference recently. And, you know, if you know anything about Jake, he's a master troll, Jake Paul. He knows how to stir the pot. And I enjoyed the press conference. You know, Jake was like calling Masvidal to like fuck with Ben Askren. And that was whatever. But like, and the things he says is all trying to be entertaining and stir the pot. But Ben Askren was great at the press conference, especially like when he pushed Jake Paul's face at the end, like he just bitched him out. And it was good. It was entertaining. And guess what, guys? Jake understands that. I know I talk about Jake and Logan a lot, but I really want people to understand uh, that if you hate them, if you just like listen to Logan's podcast or you listen to Jake talk outside of this, trying to sell a fight, you will actually root for the guy. He understands the game and they're smart as fuck. I would like to trade lives with them. Talk about killing it in life. They figured it out. And let's be honest. This is an interesting fight. You know, Ben Askren is a former MMA champion, fought in one FC, fought in Bellator, fought in the UFC, an Olympic gold medalist wrestler, very high level. You know, doesn't have the best boxing in the world. And, you know, Jake knows that that is a good opponent because if Jake gets a win over him, then people can take him a bit more serious. But even if Jake does win, people will still talk shit. Like, oh yeah, but you didn't face an actual boxer. So... There's always going to be questions. And Jake understands the magnitude of this fight. I personally, I want Jake to win. Just to rub it in people's faces. I just want him to win. And, you know, there are people saying that Jake can actually box. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, ben Askren is way more experienced than Jake when it comes to fighting. You know, Ben Askren has fought, you know, Robbie Lawler, you know, Damian Meyer, Jorge Mazda, which obviously we all know that ended, but he's fought for years in MMA competition and in wrestling competition. So he knows how to compete. He's been in the deep water. So Jake is fighting a way more experienced guy. No, Jake has had one, one amateur fight and two professional fights against guys which, you know, 
we all like whatever you know they're not exactly fighters so to speak but it's a smart move and i'm really excited for the fight i gotta be honest i am um you know ben is gonna win all the clinch exchanges if it comes to it he just will who knows maybe jake can get the job done uh so it's like I want Jake to win, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Ben did win because, you know, he's such a combat athlete. He really is. So I'm pretty sure when this podcast comes out, it'll be that weekend where they fight. So I'll definitely be watching that. And they're going to make so much money, make a crazy amount of money. So it's good for both guys involved. Like, you know, what else has been going on? Oh, DMX. Rest in peace, man. DMX passed away. Um, from what he was saying, was it was like an overdose and he had like a heart attack and then he just, you know, he went brain dead and passed away, man. That's really sad. He was only 50 years old as well. You know, DMX is a true legend, a staple in hip hop. There's no one where you can listen to and think, oh, like that's like DMX, really. You know, DMX is one of a kind. You know, obviously part of the Rough Riders as well. Great albums. It's Dark and Hell is Hot is one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. Uh, just, I don't know, just uh, sad, to be honest. I'm like, I think it's people have known that he's been struggling with drugs, you know, back and forth for years and stuff like that. And uh, it's just sad, you know. Fuck it, I just didn't expect it, you know. Him and Prince Philip died on the exact same day. You know, who saw that coming? Um but yeah, I couldn't believe it. Rest in peace, DMX. Um, what else is going on? In uh, oh, in MMA world, I know there's been obviously the announcement of like Conor McGregor fighting, uh, fighting, uh, fighting Dustin Poirier for the trilogy, and I'm really excited to see how that fight goes. To be honest, um, I think Conor can make the adjustments to come in and win that fight if he's a bit more light on his feet and use that karate stance. I think he has the tools to win against Dustin. Um, and people were talking shit about Dustin taking this fight, uh, to be honest, saying that, like, you know, it should be him fighting for the title. So it's Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira fighting for the lightweight championship. But it's smart for Dustin to do that. It's a big payday. You know, fighting arguably the biggest combat sports athlete in the world right now. And you get to a certain level in UFC and not every guy gets this you either have it or you don't it is the it factor where your fights is bigger than the belt it's bigger than that division's title it just is like guys like Conor McGregor Nate Diaz Jorge Masvidal they're kind of like characters if that makes sense to where like they're all cut from the same cloth it's bigger than being a champion like it doesn't matter if Conor wins a UFC title again doesn't matter if Nate wins a UFC title or Jorge. It really doesn't matter. They're in their own league. And I think Conor understands that. And that's why he wants the Conor McGregor belt made. You know, which I'm not opposed to. You know, they made the BMF title for Nate. Nate was the one who created that BMF title, let's not forget. And Jorge won it. But I think if Conor wants his own belt, I don't think it should be the Conor McGregor belt. I think it should be called something else. Like maybe, you know, the notorious belt, the notorious title, something like that. You know, because, you know, if I was in a fight having the Conor McGregor belt, it don't mean the same as if it was called something else and you win that belt from him. Like, and let's make it. Why not get wild? You know, 
I think it's a step in the right direction. We need more weight divisions and we need more belts. The interim shit is whatever. You know, it's like you basically like, I like the number one contender belt. So, which maybe they could even do that. Make a number one contender belt. And then you fight the champion to become undisputed sort of thing. So, I don't know. I really am excited for Conor and Dustin to go out again. You know, really interested to see how that goes. There's some great fights coming up. You know, Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards. I'm really excited for that one. I think Nate is going to win that. Um, you know, Leon is a good fighter, but I don't know. Nate, he's at just a different point in his career right now. I think he's developed loads. And I just don't think... Leon hasn't fought anyone like Nate. Nate is... It's a different animal when you're fighting Nate. So I'm really excited to see what goes on there. Um, what else do I want to talk about here? Oh, I noticed this about myself the other day. Every time I spend money, I get dry mouth somehow. I don't know what that is, but it happens. And I just wanted to say that and put that out there to the world. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. This beer is starting to kick my ass a little bit. I won't lie. It's starting to get to me. I need to do a workout, maybe go and eat a steak, do some push-ups, get a sweat on, and go and attack the world. Put one foot in front of the other, follow my head and not my heart. Because let's be honest, when people say follow your heart, it doesn't work. Your heart can't think. It is a non-thinking organ. It is an NTO. You should never follow your heart. Your heart will end you up homeless on the streets with nothing. Always follow your head. And that is my message for this podcast. Follow your head, not your heart. Um, this was a fun episode. Uh, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. It was a good flow to it. You know, I'm going to go into a workout right now, get a protein shake in and get to work. You know, so I'll be back with you all next week for another episode of the Luke Cartman Show. This is the Luke Cartman Show. I'm Luke Cartman. Lamborghini Luke signing out. Peace.